Hello, friends, and welcome to the Pierced Poets Party Podcast. I am your bestest buddy, Walsh, and joining me, as always, is your local thinner of the herd and venerable host of the Pierced Poets Party. What's going on, buddy? Howdy. I'm here to be a, a captive audience for this year episode. And we do mean captive. He is tied up in an undisclosed location as we speak. <laughs> I never oh, that's I never thought of the word as being a a double meaning like that. That it's when you when you're captivated, you're literally captured and uh, it's a little little sinister. Yeah, I think I think everything we do has an an air of the sinister <laughs> underneath. Tinge of nefariousness. Yeah. That's what makes it so appealing because it's Sinistra. dangerous. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly not a thrill seeker myself, so I'm happy to be the object of thrill for others. <laughs> All right. So you'll be my object of thrill, I guess. Um no, you'll be mine this time. What? Wait, no, I thought you were the object. Who's uh, so I'm thrilling you. In this in this particular instance, you are the you're the show. Yeah. So I'm the thriller and you're the thrilly. Yes. All right. Wonderful. To be thrilled. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> so I have an issue, a uh a conundrum, we'll call it. Um, so what? I just, I'm glad that we're calling it that. I like it when we call things conundrums. Proceed. (laughs) (laughs) So actually you'll like this. You'll like this even better because of your love of the, uh, uh, particular, um, fighting game series. We're calling it conundrum with a K. Oh, wow. Because it, because it is the karma keepers conundrum. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the karma keepers? Well, what or who? What and who are the karma mm-hmm. keepers? Okay. Now, that is a question that's not as easy to determine as you might think. So, we're going to go back in time a little bit. I was first exposed to this term, this concept, about 10 years ago. And I I still haven't been able to figure out exactly what the story of the Karma Keepers is. So, I the Mighty came out with the song Karma Keepers in 2008. It was on their self-titled EP. I mean, who who is I the Mighty for those of us that are unfamiliar? All right, I the Mighty is um, they were a band that is now um, defunct. Um, they're a post-hardcore alternative rock band that was around um, in the uh, early 2010s. That I became a, a big fan of them. Um, I don't know who really noteworthy they toured with. They were on a work tour. 2014 was the first time I saw them. I became a fan of them because I learned of them uh, going to that war tour. Um, but they, uh, they've put out, let me see, I would say four albums. And um, 
they're all great. I, I really, I really enjoyed um, I the Mighty, and we have played a song about it. No, actually, we haven't played a song by them. Uh, look forward to that in October on our Halloween <laughs> episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that, it seems like they're from San Francisco, and mm-hmm. uh, looks like they're on Equal Vision, most notably. Four yes. albums, four EPs. Not not a bad pedigree, not a bad record thus far. Well, um, long career. Yeah. So, I first discovered them when their um, album um, Satori came out in two thousand and thirteen. Um. And they had a, an EP that was already out, which was the um, Karma Never Sleeps EP. So that's, I became a fan of those two releases. And they had on them um, The Frame Part 2 on Satori and The, thra- the Frame Part 3 on Karma Never Sleeps, which came out in 2012. And then their third album connection had the frame one. So when these, when this dropped, nobody understood like part three dropped first. Like they, yes. Part three was released before part two. It was released a year before part two. And then two years after part two was released, part one was released. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Are we queuing a title card now? I mean, we were gonna, (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to Pierced Investigations. Woo! Part one. <laughs> or part seven. Ooh, wait, that's limiting us to seven. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be the I mean, look at Star Wars. They started with six and <laughs> gone forward. Yeah, that's fair. That's actually an apt comparison. Because a lot like there is a huge argument over what order to like show your kids or show a friend someone anyone who hasn't seen star wars yet what order should you watch those movies so what what order would you suggest watching those i mean i grew up with the prequels so i don't understand the prequel hate i'm a big fan i would always start with one i never asked you to defend the prequel Yeah, well, I actually, I grew up with the prequels, but I think I watched um, the original trilogy first, and then I watched the prequels. Yeah, I just feel like you're retconning for yourself if you watch it that way. (laughs) So I want to start from the chronological beginning. I don't care about anything meta. So this is the argument at the heart of this investigation. So there are two simple answers to listen to the three main installments of the frame series. You could either listen to them three to one as they were released chronologically, or you could listen to one, two, three in the order of the story. And to be clear, the band hasn't publicly stated, which is, Right. No, they've actually actively antagonized me specifically. We'll get to that. <laughs> so the complicating factor is all right, I'll just I'll explain 
the basic story that happens through the frame series. Hi, Future Walsh here. Um, I forgot at time of recording to add a spoiler warning at the proper time. So, um, yeah, spoiler warning for the entire frame series. So the frame number one, Betrayal in the Watchtower, that came out in 2015 on the Connector album. This tells the story of a man and his lover and a co-conspirator of theirs, and um, actually two co-conspirators of theirs. And the story is that one of the co-conspirators shoots their uh, partner and frames them for murder, and then they have to flee the Keepers. We still don't know exactly what the Keepers are. The Frame 2, Keep Breathing, which was released in 2013 on the album Satori, um, reveals that his lover has been shot in the back while they were making their escape, and they are fleeing the city into the desert. And, um, yeah, spoilers, by the way, for the entire Frame series. A little late. A little late. <laughs> I'll put it in earlier. <laughs> So she's been shot, and then at the end of the song, she dies. The frame part three changes perspective. So it is the perspective of a ally of the protagonist in the first fr two frames, taking him in um, as he after he wanders through the desert to get to his house, and then there's a sandstorm coming. So they lure in uh, his pursuers and they die in a big old, big old sandstorm and they're victorious, but they're victorious in death or the, the pursuers lured die. And so, yeah, they were lured and then they die. But mm -hmm. the final line in the song is, but they already took her from us meaning his lover that was shot in the back. So the interesting thing is, I don't know whether or not to consider that like a callback or foreshadowing because mind you, it was the first song that was released. So the last line of that song is they already took her from us. So when I listened to that first, this was the first song I listened to in this series I was obviously left wondering who was taken from them. And then that was explained in the frame to keep breathing where the line appears, I won't let you take them from us. So that confirms that this was the story they were telling. Now things get complicated in terms of who the main protagonist is of the series because it changes protagonists. And also, which protagonist story are you going to follow first? Because I, after I listened to all three frames, I thought I had a good and clear idea of what the story was in my head. And then I listened to the song Karma, Karma Keepers off of their 2008 self-titled self EP. So that would have been the first to be released 
yes, that was the actual first released, but okay. it wasn't called The Frame. It was just called Karma Keepers. But they're called, they're never called the Karma Keepers in the Frame series. They're just referred to as the Keepers. And hmm. the Frame 1 Betrayal in the Watchtower, there's a line. Um, what is the line? Our, our hatred for the Keepers is high. So we know that who was pursuing them in the second and third installments are the Keepers. So when I'm going to now look at the lyrics for Karma Keepers, and it's about a man who is a part of this. It's a military force. It's like a, a special unit. They go and, you know, it seems like it's almost, it, it's a dystopian future where they're keepers of an unjust system of laws. So they're essentially like a private army for whoever's leading this society. So this is about a keeper who is who has been doing his job and he's now questioning the morality of what he's doing, where he's taking people out of their homes. And uh, one line is we've only done to those as they have done to others. And he's trying to justify it to himself. But the chorus of the song is I'm calling it quits as soon as we return. So he's going to leave the keepers after their, latest mission and I can only assume at this point that you're probably not allowed to leave the keepers so by thinking about it I would think that who whoever left the keepers in karma keepers became the protagonist of betrayal in the watchtower who started a resistance movement because he was being sought after and the people that were looking for him were able to put a double agent in his ranks and then frame him for murder so that they had justification to execute him. So that's where we're at right now. Now at this point, where do you think, what, what would you think is the best way to tell this story in terms of how to listen to the songs or yeah. Like what order would you listen to these songs in? Um, I mean, I would definitely, I want the context. So I would do karma keepers first. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from, from what you've told me so far, I guess I would go, um, one, two, three, and listen to them as foreshadowing, I guess it would be. like. Well, the problem is if you listen to them one, two, three, they already took her from us, no longer becomes foreshadowing, then it's a callback. So there's something to be lost from that, right, but there's right. also a different way that you can listen to it that gains something. I see. So, I mean, yeah, I think if that's the only 
hinge line so far. I think I'm still good with one, two, three, just going through the story. Yeah, Not I think pedaling. I think also a valid order of listening would be Karma Keepers three one two. Why is that? Because you listen to Karma Keepers to get the context of what they are, and then you listen to three because it foreshadows what happens in the frame two keep breathing. So I but I wouldn't go straight from the frame three to the frame two. I would go from the frame three to the frame one and then let that story develop to the point where in the second one, then you finally learn what three was foreshadowing. So it's not like instant gratification. It kind of allows it to build a little bit longer. Hmm. And when did Carmen Never Sleeps, the album come out? That's 2000 or the EP. Right? That was an EP that came out in 2012. 2012. So this is for full four years after Karma Keeper. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that always struck me, I mean, I didn't listen to a lot of By the Mighty, but their album covers were always really cool, except for the very last, like, geometric one. But I'm looking at the Karma Never Sleeps album cover, just because obviously the word karma sticks out. And I have to wonder if this is the lover on the album cover, this, like, cybernetic female body falling from the skies. Yeah, and the interesting thing that you'll notice is she's falling, and it also it looks like she's falling, coming unplugged from, you know, electric plugs. And but she also has a uh, a um, like a a tie over her eyes. Not a, not a tie that you would wear to like a formal event, but something's tied yeah, around her yeah. eyes. Yeah, and then if you look at the album cover for Satori. It's someone standing there with his head completely wrapped as if twere a mummy. And those are starting to like come undone and they're being blown as if by wind. So that's an interesting theme that they kept through the... Uh, as though they were crossing the desert sands in, in the uh, other album cover. Yeah, it is. it is an interesting thing to consider that the frame was kind of it was like the the backbone of I the Mighty's storytelling for almost a decade. Hmm. Because they they kept the theming. This is the only they obviously have like similar themes as artists, but the only story that they told that, that kind of spanned albums and they kind of kept visual theming along with um with the yeah, it seems theme like of any the of these album covers could be part of that universe you know like this is the person that escaped or you know she was being used or harnessed for karma or whatever whoever was keeping it and this is uh someone that's you know the person with the blindfolds unraveling could have been a keeper that's starting to question that role as the wraps come off so now construct your own projected narrative, I guess, based on even just these, you know, 
eight images. Yeah. So I've looked, I have, have looked on like Reddit and they have a thread. There's one thread from eight years ago. Um, it's on, uh, r slash post hardcore. The post is I, the mighty, the frame parts one, two, and three. And then it tells the story of, um, the songs and it has a link to, uh, the songs on YouTube. If you want to check that out, but nowhere I've looked includes karma keepers as a part of this story. So well, I don't, I, it's, it's impossible that I'm the only person that's been yeah, able to make this connection. Like if you're posting about it and putting detailed, um, descriptions of every song, that person's definitely aware of the song karma keepers, but it did take me a couple of years after listening to the first two the frames to make the connection between Karma Keepers and the frame series. Because the mention of the Keepers is kind of, it's not a throwaway line, but it's not heavily emphasized, like verbally. But yeah, I've, I've seen no post on the internet that makes the connection. So either I'm the only person that knows that the karma, that karma keepers is a part of this narrative or I'm the only one who cares. (laughs) Either way. Yeah. Does, does, I don't know if like the whole band did a lot of the writing or what, but does Brent Walsh have any like side projects or anything where this might have come up, or like released he, any comics? He does have a he has a side project where he he releases music under his name, but there's nothing of the frame that's appeared outside of I the Mighty. And can you confirm for the people that you are not Brent Walsh? I'm not Brent Walsh, and I have no relation to Brent Walsh, and um the actions of Brent Walsh are not condoned by me. So do you want to hear the part where they pretty much said, Walsh, your efforts are pointless and we hate you. No. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway, it is the first song on the connector album. It is called an epilogue as a prologue. It is a... This album came out what year? 2015. It is the same album that The Frame Part 1, Betrayal, and The Watchtower is on. So, An Epilogue is a Prologue is the first song on that album. The Frame Part 1 is the last song on that album. And it is, to date, the last Frame-related media that has been released. So, I'm going to pull up the lyrics to uh, An Epilogue as a Prologue. It's uh, if so, we could. So, I just want to know for how long this has been bothering you. If it's been eight years now, it's been bothering me for about Nearly eight years back. now. <laughs> so, because uh, if you will recall, there was a voice memo that I sent to you that detailed this exact problem, and I looked back. Um, was it 12 minutes long? <laughs> on WhatsApp, yeah, it was roughly 12 minutes long. And I looked back on WhatsApp and I sent it to you in 2019. Okay. 
So that, that, that's at least how long I've needed to talk about it. <laughs> I'm so glad we finally have the, uh, the space. Today. Yeah. And I'm afraid this is not good content because I'm way too close to the issue. <laughs> <laughs> we had this, we were releasing it early on in the feed. It's okay. Yeah. Someone, someone out there also needs to hear this. Someone, so, I'm doing this for one person. And if anyone else gets value out of this, great. And the one person I'm doing this for is me because I need to talk about it. That's <laughs> all we need. So the lyrics of an up epilogue is a prologue. If we could see the future with clarity and nobody ever comes to save uh, all of us from us. If we ever do arrive in the space where our souls reside forever to love or burn, which one will you deserve? And does the answer hurt? So we wait for a miracle. Once again, we wait for a miracle. Once again, that line struck me. Because it's a line in the frame part one, Betrayal in the Watchtower. It is the last line from the frame part one, Betrayal in the Watchtower. And it's the last line on that whole damn album. It's we wait for a miracle once again. What is the miracle? I think the miracle is the sandstorm that takes out all of the keepers in the third part because otherwise they would have been overcome and killed. And without the miracle of that sandstorm that they were able to utilize, then they wouldn't have been able to escape. They didn't overcome the keepers. This isn't, this isn't a story of victory. This is a story of loss and a story of getting lucky and being resourceful where you, you will have limited resources and limited hope. So all you can do is wait for a miracle and keep trying to go on but also it brings up the question of where do you listen to this in the whole story because cleverly they named it an epilogue but they also named it a prologue so they did this specifically to fuck with me Ooh. So, or yay. <laughs> what? Or yay? Or yay? I don't know. They they definitely had. If no one else, I the muddy were definitely considering it. Like they considered the issue of what order do we want our audience to consume these songs? How do we want them? to hear the story and you would think that putting them out in the order three two one means that they want people to listen in the order three two one maybe even starting with karma keepers but numbering them three two one on release also suggests that they want their audience to listen to them in the order that they named in the songs and then putting an epilogue as a prologue is just highlighting the fact that they want me to be confused <laughs> and they want me to have this problem and they want me to bring this problem to the masses where everyone's going to have a different answer. No one's going to have one true answer. And maybe that's their point. Maybe their point is that there's no one way to tell a story. There's no one way to consume media there's no one way to learn a lesson. 
But no, that's bullshit. There's got to be there's got to be a right way. <laughs> and I think I deserve an answer. I don't know, to me it seems like a more like a, a Mad Libs frame than a, a challenge. I feel like we're supposed to kind of build the world in our mind and then it, whichever way the world works better in, in whichever order, that would be like the best story. But that doesn't feel like it would satisfy you. Wait, did you say the frame is Mad Libs or did you say it's a Mad Libs frame? It's a, well, yes. Well, it's well no, a, that's interesting. Because right. if you think about the frame story, I thought the frame was because of Betrayal in the Watchtower, where the protagonist was framed for murder. But you just, you saying that huh, makes me think. Yeah, I think that the frame is a frame for us to be able to fill in our own, you know. I mean, whether it's a picture frame where we can paint it on or it's just a skeletal frame for us to build a story within. Dude. (laughs) I don't know how to take in that information. It's been years without a new development and then you just put that in my face and expect me to react to it. I'm sorry. It's not... I mean, that's what we've been doing, kind of, uh, as we're looking at these album covers. We're just, God, you know, envisioning. And um, there, it looks like they did a, a release where they did Satori and Carmen Never Sleeps, you know, like a like a full LP with both included. And then mm-hmm. like a, even it's that, you know, face-wrapped guy again, but he's in some sort of field being hung by like two... I guess linen wraps by the arms to make him a scarecrow. There's just it seems like there's like so much room to do our own world building. It's like intentionally ambiguous. So yeah, they they did this on purpose. They did every every challenge that yeah. I have presented in this investigation was done on purpose to not give me an answer and to tell me to come up with my own. I believe so. Well, the good have- news is we could tell the good people that one other person out there listening, trying to figure this out. Now, this is an opportunity to practice your short story skills and submit a fantastic Karma Keepers world building frame to the Pierce Post Party. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an either mighty, and I'm gonna make it someone else's problem. I'm gonna just step back and I'll say, dear listener, I have now passed this on to you. This is no longer my responsibility. It is now the responsibility of anyone and everyone listening to this to solve this problem. To to piece together this puzzle. Yeah. I don't, I I don't think we need to frame it as a problem. I think it's It's a problem. It's an invitation. Fine. And I've swallowed my dinner now. So I can say that I think if we receive or even ourselves come up with, you know, a good vision for what, uh, what's going on in this frame story, what's going on in this greater karma, Keepers, Karma Never Sleeps World. 
that we can uh, we'll do a little story time. We'll do a little story time pod. Yeah, we'll do a mailbag <laughs> story time. Yeah, we'll read it back for you, and you can listen to it as your your good night story. Well, all right. I'm I'm sweating and I'm tired and <laughs> I've exhausted all my energy made, talking about this. You made it through. I'm proud of you. I made it through. Um, real quick, are there any? Like, I know a few bands done this. Have done this. I know I the Mighty is inspired by Coheed and Cambria. They do this all the time. But are, are there any uh, stories like that uh, come together album to album that spring to mind for you? Oh gosh, I don't know if I pay enough attention. Um, yeah, I have to. If, if you see another episode on this feed titled "Pierce Investigations." I guess that's what I come up with. I think right now we've discussed maybe investigating on a more meta level, just insane lyrics. <laughs> like we discussed, you know, talking through some, some math core lyrics and Callous Dowboys lyrics, mm-hmm. or even just like analyzing John mess screams, like going through some dance, Gavin dance songs and like, I don't think that there's any way to ascertain meaning through a lot of those, but maybe we could do the same thing and come up with our own stories yes. based on the insanity. And if anyone has suggestions to test my metal as a investigative journalist, which clearly I have, I've shown myself to be, then um, get in touch with us, um, obviously <laughs> on Instagram at uh, Pierce Poets Party. And um, other ways. How else can people talk to us? Well, you can actually respond directly to the Spotify episode. Well, that's convenient. A convenient feature. But you can also, if you are, you know, over the age of, I don't know, what is it, 40 now? Or if you have a business proposal even, which would be even better, you can email us at piercedpoetsparty at gmail.com. We will investigate your business practices. (laughs) with uh with minimal critical eye if you decide to give us money for it (laughs) i don't know how this turned into give us money (laughs) little little you know you can trade power coupons for ethics these days so so why not us is what what i'm saying i guess we probably shouldn't do dance gavin dance next though given the I had the mighty allegations and death. Yeah, I think that would. We wouldn't want to do both back to back. Yeah, that that would give an impression of support, <laughs> which there is none. To to be clear, um, yeah, I would. There there was some trepidation in even covering this topic or covering I the mighty um, in general, but um. Uh, we don't we don't need to get it deep into it, but um just looking at the art for now. Yeah, we'll keep we're we're keeping the art in mind. Uh this is this is a podcast about art and um appreciating art. So that's what well, we're gonna do and continue to do. We shall try. We shall try. I think that's a good place for us to wrap up for now. Um all being said, 
I think we are at a, uh, a place where we can at least breathe and hopefully this won't plague Mr. Walsh for any further years to come. I'm so glad that uh, y'all could join us again, wherever you are. Please stay safe, stay sane, and continue to live in the extremes. I'm your local Thinner of the Herd, signing out for the Pierced Poets Party. Any final words to the people, Walsh? Nah, man, I'm done. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Farewell, comrades. Farewell.